and we are on. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Balanced Mail podcast series, and tonight is a another segment of We Were in a Cult, where, as you know, I'm talking to former members of the ICOC, the International Churches of Christ, and we're just sharing our stories, sharing how we were met into it, if we got out of it, or positive, negatives, the whole thing, just to try to get a little bit of understanding of what we were in. And tonight's guest is Phil. What's up, Phil? How's it going, Roy? That's good, man. Good to see you. <laughs> good to see you too. I know it's 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 funny to uh I don't know, this this brings people out of the woodwork, you know? Yeah. I, I can't I can't remember. I think it's been like we said, it's been almost 20 years probably yeah. since I've seen you. Yeah. For sure. I mean at the least it's been 18 years or yeah. you know actually probably 19 years at least at the at the very least yeah um but yeah we go all the way back to west georgia days west <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> yeah went to school there so i could still have the hope scholarship yeah. you know had, had to be in state and then uh but still wanted to be able to be away from the the you know the folks there you know when i had to be able to be off on my own mm -hmm. in the dorms or what have you yeah the hope scholarship is the uh wonderful scholarship in georgia that if you had a 3.0 grade point average that your school was paid for as long as you stayed in georgia and kept your gpa above 3.0 in college as well <laughs> yep all those and it came from all the lottery money yeah. Uh, I had the Hope Scholarship for my first year. Um, lost it in my first year. <laughs> How long did you keep your Hope Scholarship? Oh man, probably the first year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds great on paper, you know. Uh -huh. just, uh, there's maybe they're like the snickering to themselves, uh -huh. like I don't know. God, yeah, my parents are so bummed when I lost that. Oh man. My brother kept his for four years, though. That's excellent. Jerk. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was at. So you are not a kingdom kid. You were met. Yeah, as at, a, at, at West Georgia. Yeah, as a as a pretty much pagan. I mean, like uh, in, in the eyes of the church, anyways. I uh, had grown up uh, going to various non-denominational and mm -hmm. Methodist churches, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like I was going to church every week, you know, or, or whatever. So you did, did you have a view of God thought of God cared much about it before? Um, I, I mean, I think I cared about it enough to where when I started doing the Bible study series, it was like, mm -hmm. you know, I had cared, I cared enough about it to where, like, if I felt like what they were saying was true, then, mm -hmm. then like, I need to make some changes or, you know, I need to, to grab onto this life wrap that they're offering me, mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. And so you were just, so someone just like shared with you, invited you out to church. Yeah. A guy named Walter, mm -hmm. uh, uh, he, uh, was, out in front of the cafeteria i think and was mm -hmm. just like hey i'm gonna do a bible study uh over whatever dormitory uh later on 
Um, and I was thinking like, well, I hadn't been to church in a while. Maybe this would be like kind of like clocking in, you know, yeah. <laughs> Hit, hitting the old punch card, yes. you know. <laughs> and uh, and so I was like, yeah, I'll be there. And he's like, no, you won't. And I, mean, I guess he was having a bad day. <clears throat> Whenever I think back back on it, you know, he was probably getting a lot of no's, or maybe he had been doing it a while, and people would say they were going to go, and they wouldn't. And, and uh, he said, no, you won't. Yeah, he said, no, you won't. And then, like, oh. I thought that was a challenge. You know, I was like, well, man, maybe I need to really try to be there because prove <laughs> this guy wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, did you. And boy, did I. <laughs> so, so you go to the Bible study and then... um well, yeah, it was, it was like a, yeah, it was like a Bible talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like, they designed those things to be like very friendly to mm-hmm. out, the outgoing, you know, the, the public, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and if, and they make them quick too, like 15 minutes, you know, if you're yeah. good, if you're good at what you're doing, <clears throat> if you're, if you're, if you're ambitious and doing a 30 minute or 45 minute or you're, which happens. They're gonna be like you're gonna lose them. You're gonna lose <laughs> you're them. You're gonna lose them. Lose and them, then yeah. people do. They people do lose them. And uh, but uh, but it's funny that some people do that. Um, but uh, you know, and they're like, you know, if you want to do a Bible study after this, you know, because and I was like, yeah, that, that wasn't really <laughs> that wasn't really feeding me like I thought, you know. And uh, <laughs> so then they, they hit me with discipleship right right out the gate. Uh-huh. You know, which was was a changed practice after a while. They eventually changed it to the word study being mm-hmm. the, the first because the discipleship study hits you so hard if people are doing it right. Yeah. And that's one of those that's it's so mind like some people just I tell people about like the studies and how we used to do things like that. And I mean that was just it's wild to people to to hear, you know, you just you're walking out of the cafeteria, somebody like you, you just go to this Bible study. And then before you know it, you're sitting around, it's like even a deeper Bible study, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. So were you like sold pretty quick or was it just kind of like, I don't know, like, Wait, can you, can you cuss on this podcast or yeah, you can cuss people, it? people cuss on this podcast. Um, well, I, well, essentially I, at first I told them to fuck off. I was like, Oh, you did? Right after the discipleship study, you know, they got to the point where they're, they're like a disciple equals Christian equals being saved. Or like, are you a disciple? And I'm like, no, like, are you a Christian? I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, are you saying, they're like, I'm not going to, I'm like, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. You know, cause I felt like I was like somehow um, like disavowing God or something, you know? And um and so that was kind of my take. And I was like, and that was kind of boxed into this study room. Mm-hmm. Um, they had these study rooms in some of the dormitories that had like four chairs. And so I was against the wall and then the door was in front of me and there's like two people sitting there like that. And I, like, I felt like I just couldn't even leave. And I just wanted to leave, like, at, especially by the end. And then, uh, but I t- you know, I kept the notes and shit and they put their phone numbers on the top and whatever. And, uh, so then I was like, uh, I don't know. I was, I think I was like starting to do bad in chemistry. And, uh, one of the guys, um, 
he wasn't leading the Bible study, mm-hmm. but he was in there, even in the group. His name is Justin. And he uh, he was a chemistry major. And uh, I was like, dude, maybe you can help me pass chemistry because I am not doing good right now. And uh, he's sure he, you know, he tutored me in chemistry. Um, and I think eventually I invited myself out to church um because i thought this was a good dude you know because mm-hmm. he like tutored me in chemistry and stuff and uh free of charge you know and uh um i think i ended up getting i think i was I had a d in chemistry i think i got it up to a c by the end so so which, i mean C's know, way better than a d she's way better than a d yeah and so uh um but then after that, I was hitting the the Bible studies pretty hard after that, after I'd started going to church. Yeah, that was a big tactic. That whole idea of being a disciple was like, that's what meant you were saved. Being a Christian wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, like a like, disciple, they, they would say like, you're walking the path with Jesus, you know, like a, like a what is it? I always, I always think of like kickboxer and Jean Claude Van Damme and that like, his his sensei or whatever. Uh-huh. Like that's kind of what, that's what it was supposed to be, you know. And so like, yeah, well, because it was like, I think anybody in the Christian faith knows, like weak sauce Christians, you know, yeah, who. Mm-hmm. who they talk a good game, but their life is shit, you know, as far as like how they treat people or how they treat themselves. I mean, how, how they live their life, whatever. And so I think it, part of it was, um, oh, this makes, this makes sense in, mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a way because, um, because yeah, the, the, there's a certain standard, I guess, in the, in the Bible itself. And so if you're not meeting that standard, then like, you know, you shouldn't really be able to call yourself a Christian, but I don't know, like I had, I had, uh, my brother-in-law text me the other day and he was, he was concerned about my salvation. I'm like, like, don't you believe in once saved, always saved, man? And, uh, <laughs> cause I promise you, I was, I was full on saved at some point. <laughs> because because i was way more of a christian than you are right now and uh do you know what i was doing back then do you know how much, much i was doing, you know what I was doing? Like, like yeah hey if you believe in one state obviously if that's one of your tenets that needs if that either needs to be a doctrine you no longer believe in or you need to say i'm okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> like if you no longer believe in it oh, that's that's a different point that's, i have to come up with a different argument for you but man yeah so so yeah going through the studies again yeah some of them they're yeah they're a bit intense but and then uh it was also was it was weird as the the heebie-jeebie vibes that other people would get in your in your in your life what do you mean um like so you're studying the the bible yeah Mm -hmm. and you tell somebody hey i'm studying the bible you know with this church over here you know instead of them going oh that's great 
they're they get concerned yeah you know, <laughs> you know? like why then, why why be concerned it sounds like a pretty cool thing yeah I'm, i've been studying the bible <laughs> yeah oh, okay. they get to go whoa ways what what's going on and then my yeah, my folks got really concerned um mostly because my uh my granddad was traditional church of christ uh-huh. and uh so that they had a little flavor of of what this church was about um uh, mostly the everyone else is going to hell but them um belief and so that they were really concerned about that and they're um they had me talk to my old preacher and stuff and then um wow i ended up and then i talked so i talked with him and i was like i was talking about the you know believe repent and be baptized and he's like i'm like you believe that and he's like yeah i believe that and then because he comes from a um non-denominational church that believes in Mm -hmm. the uh believe repent be baptized and then um I was like, well, I didn't do the repenting part, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, you know, I want to get baptized again. That's why I want to get you know, baptized again. And he's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. We'll put your folks back on the phone. And he told them that, you know, if he was my son, I'd be really proud. Wow. And, yeah. And then, uh, so then when I went to church and I was about to, the day I was about to get baptized, I told them the story. And they called off my baptism. Who'd you tell the story to? Uh, was oh, like, you told so, you told the people in the church, church that you had yeah. called that that the preacher had called, and then I think I I thought that I called him a Christian mm-hmm. because he believed and believed, repent, be baptized, and I'm like, and he was helping me out, and my my parents felt all good. My church, my parents were in church that day to see me get baptized. And then and they called off they your baptism. Ca- called off the baptism because my convictions weren't uh, where they needed to be. I needed to. Didn't, I needed to know that there's no other Christians except the ones in this church. Whoa! And but that uh, would give that would give me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, then what? I don't. I don't remember that at all. I um, remember. I don't remember. That's that's rough, man. Yeah. I mean, did it feel did it feel weird? Did it like how did it? That... Um, I was like, dude, I wanted to do anything I could. Like, do you know oh. I need to sit over here and do a Bible study? To, yeah. Is that is that going to make things better? You know, like what what do I need to do? My folks are here to see me get baptized, and after that, my folks they were they were not interested at all. Like they might have gotten into the church and like. Or, or at some point, like, like if everything had gone smoothly, mm-hmm. like they would have been more, it would have been easier for them to, to convert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think at that point they realized, you know, what, what the church was about, uh, which is, you know, control really. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so what did it take for them to finally get to finally baptize you? Uh, the head minister, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. sitting down with me i think that i think it might have been after church that day really something soon it was something like that and he's and he was upset that they called off the baptism called it off jonathan was like this is stupid <laughs> he's like this this other guy's salvation has nothing to do with this guy's salvation and you know yeah he was upset 
He was like, this guy could have been baptized, you know. I could have had more stats or something. I don't I don't know what his thoughts were. <laughs> but well <laughs> it's trying to make his quota at the end of the month. I don't know, but um I think I mean there probably was some some truth to being like that. This come on, really? That's yeah, for sure. This off? For sure, for sure. So, I felt like he was the a voice of reason. Uh mm-hmm. and he was he was a wild guy. I liked him. Um he was a wild guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, that campus uh, minister we had. He grew up in South Georgia, man. Oh man. Yeah, I liked him. He was uh mm-hmm. he was a fireball. But, so when uh, did you when did you so you didn't get baptized that day? No, I think I got baptized the next I don't know, Sunday or Wednesday or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh <laughs> and, the, and then I had a had a spiritual twin that day, so that was a that was always an interesting thing. Someone gets baptized on the same day as you, and you're supposed to have some kind of connection, you know. Was it a female? Not, yeah, for sure. Wow. <laughs> it's a, uh, but that was, um, yeah, that was like I think my first crush, you know, in the in the kingdom too. So that was. That was I hope a, they didn't say something like she was your twin flame because that's no, no. that nowadays, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, that wasn't there no one no one encouraged that at all you know you got to be a christian for a while before you start any kind of relations oh, you got to yeah. have a foundation in jesus and oh uh, yeah i mean the dating so, culture was was rough it was so did you um we can, we can get to that i just want to so you get baptized and it was like it was great was there like um, a part that you were just like, this is this is the place to be. This is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I really drank the Kool Aid in pretty pretty hard. Uh, yeah. Um. You know, I, and you know, I was a uh, someone who would just I I, I don't know. I, if my beliefs gets in gets into something, like I can really feel strongly about something. Yeah. Um, so I felt like what what I was a part of was was you know the truth, you know, and that we were uh, really doing God's will. And it was uh, I was I, I really had trouble converting people though. I was not good at that. Um, some people were really good at that, and they uh, they excelled in the ministry and uh, um you know, the ministry as a job was something that was like held in high regard, you know? Yeah. Um, typically, uh, typically got the good looking girlfriends and stuff, you know, it was, uh, you know, seemed like a, a good, a good deal. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, you know? Um, and so, and then the, yeah, that was, um, so I, you know, I was, I was out West Georgia for, I don't know, the next year, I think, because I think I didn't convert my first year. And then uh, I think it was the next spring. And so then I, I think I was in West Georgia another year after that. And then I, and then since I lost the uh, hope, I moved back home and started uh, going to Georgia State. Uh-huh. And then that you was... Were- Cause I don't know if we, we mentioned this yet. I mean, West Georgia was like almost two hours from Atlanta. Oh uh, yeah. Our, so you were, you were driving 
two hours. And, you know, we've talked before, I've talked before on this about how much time was involved with church. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's two hours one way, you know, three, four times a week. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, let's, let's just see. Like, I'm into logistics now. So, mm -hmm. let's, like, University of West Georgia. Yep. All right, going to Colony Square. Yeah, Colony Square was that hotel conference center down in the middle of downtown Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you're going I-20 and you're going from West Georgia, it's, it's around an hour and 10 minutes. So the two hours you're probably thinking about is the round trip. Oh, okay. Still, that's still an hour and ten minutes. That's yeah. without traffic. Yeah, know? yeah. If there's any traffic going that way, yeah, it's not not great. Man. Um, yeah, fifty about fifty five miles one way. So you're putting a good bit of mileage on your car. Yep. Mm -hmm. Every every week, you know. So you're drinking the Kool-Aid, you're going to, you know, and then you're at Georgia State. It was like, what were some of the things that like, as you were in it, like that were, were positives, things that you um, liked about it? Well, yeah, like I liked the conferences and stuff, you mm -hmm. know, those are big hype, hype fests. And uh, um, I liked it. I liked it before that letter came out. Mm -hmm. It was, that was probably the golden time because there's Golden no years there's yeah. no disillusionment before that it uh mm -hmm. everything was just like like heaven on earth kind of thing mm -hmm. and uh besides your relationships with your your family mm -hmm. you know <laughs> besides those those strained uh relationships but um yeah i mean and then like we'd have speakers come from like other parts of the the world and stuff mm -hmm. like i remember this one guy named uh i think his name was flavio and uh he was telling his story about i think it was like columbia or something he was talking about the colombian flag it was like uh blue uh you know going across the sea like journeying and stuff like that and then like red was you know the blood that was spilled and yellow for gold you know the the, the money that i took Mm -hmm. And uh, he was talking about, you know, he hopes that he like wrapped it up in this sermon at the end. There was like saying that he wished, you know, that he, you know, go as far as he can to, to preach the word and, you know, give all that he's got, you know, you know, symbolic for blood sacrifice and that he didn't have any, any money in his pocket, you know, they had given all of it away. And that sort of thing. And to me, that was, I romanticized that point, mm -hmm. uh, which really hurt my finances for a really long time. Just like uh, giving it all to the church uh, and well, like... well, just yeah, and 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 just spending it uh um irresponsibly, you know. But yeah, I mean you had your spend but money and you're giving money to the church and you're uh and a lot of times you're not even, you don't even have a job, you know, mm -hmm. you're just a college yeah. student, you know, it says like you're tithing the money that you've got from like student loans or scholarships or, or, uh, 
money that your parents have given you, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like, uh, which is strange when you yeah. think about it, you know, like you're supposed to tithe like income that you're producing. And if you're not producing anything, it's like, dude, you're, what are you, you're not supposed to be tithing. I would, you know, but that wasn't, uh, <laughs> that was one of the counting the costs, mm -hmm. uh, study, uh, Jonathan was like, so what, uh, how much are you going to be tithing every week? <laughs> that was one of the questions. I'm like, dude, yeah, I don't, that, that was one of the, and that was one of the points I brought up. I'm like, dude, I don't have a job right now. Like, what do you, it's like, so you're like, so you're thinking like 50 bucks or like, and then I don't know. I think, I think you got it to like 200 bucks a month or something like that. Or it was, I don't know. I, don't know. I was like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was something like that. I was like, man, this is, this is, this is, uh, but I, I had trouble with that. And it was like, and I think they had, like, I think I was part of counting when I went to California. And I didn't realize how much they kept track of who was given what. Oh, so, yeah. So unless you put cash in the, in the, in the, uh, plate, mm -hmm. they're keeping track of how much you you gave every week and i was like that's I, they had they had the data <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah that was rough god it's got to be tough to feel like i mean i don't even have a job but i got to give something you know yeah. yeah there's 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 definitely some like feeling of like no like i i would want to give yeah, yeah. things you know church church is basically by people's giving and service of yeah. you know their time but yeah or even this the 10 percent thing they're like you know yeah 10 percent is like an old testament thing but we're in new testament now we should be trying to give more than the minimum yeah and i'm like you know but uh and then there was the the yearly uh missions so it's like you're given this this weekly tithe in addition to missions contribution and oh, they, yeah. mm -hmm. and then they, and then they factor that into like how much they calculate that into like how much you make per month or whatever annually. And they had some kind of figure Oh, this is a good amount depending mm -hmm. on your yearly annual income or whatever. And so I'm like, so if you're given whatever percentage you come up with that you and your discipler have, have deemed great. Yeah. Uh, in addition to the missions contribution, you're you're given a lot between for the when you calculate it for the year round. Oh yeah, but, it was supposed to be something like twenty percent of what you normally give or something like that. Something just... like that. Yeah. And you're like, and then they were, had they they would come up with these outlandish goals mm -hmm. sometimes of like what they would get for missions, and not all of it went to the missions. Like mm -hmm. some of it stayed in the home church where they collected it and i was like man uh so were you conflicted by that or you're just like nah man because it sounds like it's like you drank the kool-aid like you were like some of it was it. i think that some of the money stuff kind of kind of disenchanted me a little bit especially uh -huh. when i got to california so um, you moved to california from florida yeah um i admit you were you were part of the church out there too um yeah so like well i had met somebody one of the dudes i think he'd come to atlanta and i had stayed in touch with him and he was he was from texas and uh mm -hmm. he was telling me 
about the church out there was was like it was before the letter came out. It was, you know, mm-hmm. it was good. It was good again out there. And uh, you know, I'd been wanting to go into the ministry a long time. And uh, when I was in Atlanta, um, that was in the cards. Like I was denied any kind of leadership training. Um, and then when I got to Orlando, there was a little bit of it, but it wasn't, I mean, I'm commuting and, you know, I'm trying to help out, you know, mm-hmm. as much as I can or whatever. And, um, and then, so then when I, I went and visited, uh, uh, California, they were going to Grand Canyon on a trip and then out mm-hmm. there like, dude, you should come with us to the Grand Canyon you know, that'd be great. And then, uh, so I went and, uh, visited, you know, the church out there and then immediately had a crush on somebody out there. <laughs> and, nice. and then, uh, um, and I was like, yeah, I guess this is where I need to, I need to move. And then the guy that was leading the Orange County church of Christ, he was, um, he said he would train me, you know, he was all about it. Wow. And so I was, uh, I was really looking forward to it. He's like, if we get you moved here, you know, we'll have you, you know, train in the ministry and, you know, we'll, you know, you'll have a little discipleship group and all this stuff. And so eventually I was leading, um, a small community college out there. Um, before that, I was like, I was just kind of assisting and then, um, but then, yeah, then it was, Help, you know, I was full on leading one of the community colleges, which is it ended up being like 20 college students or something like that. So that was, it wasn't like a huge group, but, um, but it was, it was cool. It was like, you know, I got to had opportunities to preach. I got to do communion, got to, uh, give, uh, several lessons to the guys or, um, to the whole group. If it was like, a but I never had like a full on Sunday sermon. That was a pretty big church. That was a pretty big deal if you got to speak to everybody on oh, a Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, but yeah, I had some, but I had some great opportunities there. And then, but even then I was, I stayed there for a few years and it was like, if you, if you don't get married soon, it gets weird if you stay in campus too long yeah 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 you're like you gotta mm-hmm. like head on out to the singles and then but then there goes your leadership opportunity right so like you're working in your 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 leadership and the campus and then it's like all of a sudden you go into a different domain which they have their own leadership and their own you know people that they feel like are good leaders and that sort of thing so um yeah, and so the and then yeah, that didn't that did not pan out. I had uh, I had no skills in that regard. <laughs> wow. So so you really wanted to be. So what was it about it that made you want to be like like a minister, like get into these leadership roles? Um, just I just felt, felt I just yeah, I just felt like it was my calling, you know. Um, but that's what I was supposed to do. Uh-huh. And. Uh, and I didn't have, I had some training, right? 
but I didn't have someone like leading me through like a life path, you yeah. know, um, are you like, okay, so you're, you're wanting to go into ministry. Are you going to get a college degree? You know, what's your college degree going to be in, you know, and that sort of thing. And, and, uh, you know, cause if you're going to be leading campus ministries, you want to be a good example. And then it was like, like, yeah, the amount of people I had in my life that were like telling me how to give me some good talks like that was pretty few. And then I only had one guy talk to me about my finances, um, as far as like saving money or, you know, whatever, as far as like compound interests and that sort of thing mm-hmm. goes. Um, and, uh, so that was so, but the leadership was kind of where I had a, a wake up moment, mm-hmm. um, we had some kind of goal to get a certain number of Bible studies every uh, for for the week or whatever, right? And so I had two guys under me that were like my little padawans, mm-hmm. and uh, so they were they were you know they're in this whole huge group of dudes in a big circle, <clears throat> and they're going through like how many Bible studies you get in this week, how many Bible studies you get in this week, and then if they get to a number that they don't like, everybody in the circle railed on them. Oh, jeez. And then, uh, and so then they got to me and I was at the time I was leaving work at like five 30 or whatever, and then driving to campus to get into Bible studies before, you know, nightfall or whatever Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. until like the campus d- clears out. And, uh, I didn't meet my numbers, you know, I got a full-time job and, uh, and so that was like, that was the, the moment where I was like, God's not a part of this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And that was, and then from there I started to kind of make it an exit strategy and, uh, develop that. Um, and then had a, but had some, my Mormon buddies were living up in Utah and I had visited them for like Thanksgivings and stuff where I couldn't fly home. Um, so I would drive up one of the interstates and it would go all the way up to Utah. Um, and I had like a Honda hybrid at the time. And, uh, so yeah, I'd go visit them, you know, multiple times while I was, living in California for the holidays and they, you know, they were telling me about a job opportunity up there. And coincidentally, the guy I was working for, he was working for the church or not working for the church. He was a member of the church. <clears throat> he had, he had let me go. Uh-huh. He's like, Hey, we're trying to give this your job to someone of our family members or something like that. Oh man. What, what he was saying. And like, I just probably wasn't the reason, but, um, and then, uh, so I'm like, well, great. I can go after this job up in Utah and I'll just be a part of the church up there. You know, no, not a big deal. It was a small church. I think I yeah. visited one like once or whatever, all when I was up there. And, uh, and I was like, I'll be able to just disappear up there. But if I leave here, uh, it's like, for one thing, it's expensive in California. Like getting an apartment by yourself is like, not not possible 
there's many people that still live with the parents because it was so expensive. And we had an apartment that was like two bedrooms and there was like four dudes on the lease and then people sleeping in the floor. Oh, geez. Just like, just, yeah, just people just preloading. And uh, so that was, that was interesting. But I eventually like, and I baptized my first dude the week before I left. Oh, wow. You finally <laughs> yeah. got to baptize somebody. I finally got to baptize somebody, yeah. And uh, and then coincidentally, it was, uh, I had a sister that was, you know, that's what they called them. The females mm-hmm. in the church with her sisters and yep, and then her brothers, uh, had finally had some kind of interest in me, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you know, I just can't do that to her, you know, her like, you know, if we ended up getting married or whatever, and I like left the church and she's still a member, like how conflicted she would be, you know, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and um, and then the other thing, I was like, man, she's too nice too. That's the other. That's a problem. <laughs> Why is that a problem? But it was, I don't know. I don't know. Nice is, is good, you know, but. Um, so so just to backtrack. So you st- <laughs> so you started at West Georgia, then you're in Atlanta for a while. Then you go to Florida. Orlando, yeah. And then went to, yeah. went to California. California. And you were mm-hmm. in the church the whole time. Then yeah. now you're leaving. Leaving to go to Utah. California to go to Utah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You're chasing something, man. Yeah, something. <laughs> and then, uh, and then finally, and I tried to make it work in in, in Utah. Believe it or not, like I was like, I, I was like, um, I don't know. There was something there. It was just like, let me let me just see if I can make this work. And if you know, if I'm married, you want one of these, you know, women hot hotties here. You know, maybe that'll I'll be fine, you know. <laughs> and then, like, one of these sermons comes out, and he's just like, he like grinded against like what I believed was true from that point on. I was like, uh-huh. that's not, that's not the truth, and uh, I just couldn't do it anymore. And then that's when I like finally loved. And did you go back? To, so did you go back to Georgia? No, no, no. I lived in Utah. And uh, with with my Mormon buddies, uh, I think I went to the Mormon church once or twice or something. I'd been there before. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I would honestly, I would have been Mormon if it wasn't for their music. <laughs> dude, their... Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't get you in there, dude. You know, dude, there's a lot of benefits. There's a lot of benefits. But the music, I would have had to listen to that for the rest of my life. I just couldn't. <laughs> couldn't do it man it's like yeah because i will so say this was... about icoc their music was fire dude that was yeah we had a lot we had a choir we had good music oh man it's great and stuff yeah i didn't like that we when creed became popular we started using some creed songs i kind of creed songs so i could have been done with i could have done without that yeah, I probably didn't even notice. I was just like, "This is great." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like it seems like you were just always trying to make this work. And did you? It, I mean, I can see where you were saying, like, if you have a belief in something, you're going to work at it. Because I mean, that's a lot, man, to just drive multiple states. Yeah. To try it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I, 
Yeah. It was just, uh, I, you know, I, I often, I, I'd, I'd wondered if, if I had any kind of like dating game where I could, um, find a woman that I liked at that time. And then ended up married. I was, I, I've gone through that scenario before of would I still be in the church? And mm -hmm. I'm like, I think at some point I'd still be disenchanted, but I would just be in a way worse situation. Cause it's mm -hmm. like, now you're trying to explain to someone you're married to that. Like, this isn't, this isn't, uh, something I want to be a part of anymore. And that's, that's a hard discussion too. And then if you had, and if you had kids before you had that realization, that's like, that's not good either. Well, it's interesting because a lot of times people go to, you can, people go to church to find that's where, you know, they'll go yeah. to find their significant others. Well, yeah, I definitely tried. And that mm -hmm. was like, uh, man, I had a, man, I had some really, some of my worst pain has come from, from that whole experience of trying just dating in the church dating and not working out just because like just specifically because it was in the church it didn't work out um sort of you know because it wasn't like you could just date the same chick until you felt like you should be like boyfriend girlfriend or whatever you know you're what always mean? having to date someone else you yeah. always have to switch it up and then the only so then you're having to like do these games of like sneaking in time or saying hi to him after church and you know it's just it was that part was was kind of weird it um, was weird it was you you know we were trying to encourage the the sisters to make that, sure they yeah uh, that everybody was getting dates yep mm -hmm. yeah which if that policy wasn't in effect there there probably would have been a lot more left out um mm -hmm. So I, I see, I see <laughs> some of the wisdom there, but uh, it was it was a very strange place to find romance, mm -hmm. to say the least. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I I did all I could to get out of it for the most part. Um, <laughs> I just, I just always had a job on a Saturday, you know, that's okay. kind of how I did things. Okay. You know, like you, did, you had no, you had no intention of like wanting yeah. to, I hated, I hated how they dated. I hated the whole thing, but, but see, here's where like, I don't know if you would feel this. It's like, there was a guilt to it because you knew you were supposed to be doing it. Oh yeah. So like, I didn't feel like great about what I was doing. I was just like, oh, it was just so hard. Cause you know. It was, you're just trying to either come up with money, come up with some cool activity all the time. And it, this might sound shitty to people listening, but I mean, it was just, there was this intensity to the date. It wasn't like you're just going to hang out and like, Hey, I think you're cool. Let's yeah. hang out. It was like, no, you've got to like make it awesome every time. Oh, oh yeah. 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 You definitely had to, you had to. Yeah, to bring your A game, no matter who it was, even yeah. if it was just someone you were just trying to check a box. I mean, I, I definitely there were a lot of dates. I was just like, I probably need to check a box here so I don't get discipled on this. So, 
Yeah. I'm gonna, I'll find someone. There was boxes that I was checking that like I was sending out mixed signals. I didn't know until way later. What do you mean? Like <laughs> there's because eventually you go know, through a certain rotation, then you might, you know, date someone, you know, go on another date with someone again, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then so that happens enough, maybe they might be thinking you're interested in them. So you had a few girl you had a few girls that you just these are the ones I'm gonna take out. No, no, no. Sorry. No, no, that's no, what that's it a, sounds like. That is kind of what it sounds like, but like what yeah. I'm saying is that like you know, because you get here's the thing is that you might find a lot more fun to go on a date with than other people. And so even if it's a filler date, you're gonna want to go out with someone who's more fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and not lump on the log. And so, yeah, there's definitely some, there was some mixed signals I had sent that was because I was just trying to go on a fun date for a filler date, you know? Got it. I hate that, like you say filler date, but I mean, it sounds so bad, but I mean, we just, you, you just had to. Well, there's, fill, yeah, well, the filler dates are the, the, the ones you're encouraging, you know, yeah. you're not, you're not romantically interested in, but you're commanded to, to go on these dates and so uh so yeah they're they are where they are they're they're filler dates so, yeah there's no there's no chance that that would you were going to be i don't know not necessarily no chance but like pretty low chance well and it was also a closed system yeah close system yeah not going we're not going to like the city of atlanta where there's you know thousands and thousands of yeah there's a small pond yeah. yeah and that was part of the reason why i went to california the pond was so much bigger yeah mm -hmm. so but uh <laughs> man <laughs> you remember yeah. you remember after church Try, it would be like a, I felt like a cattle call. It's like everyone's just trying to find a date for the weekend. Oh man. Uh, what about the last minute dates? Oh, those were so, oh, <laughs> couldn't do that. You know, you're like, I think you're supposed to ask them like, I think a couple, like a week or yeah, you had to give them enough time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, time to notice. And then, like, if it's the Wednesday before the weekend, it's like, oh, they're not going to feel encouraged. They're not going to feel super encouraged about that. Nope, and then nope, nope. and then if and then if it's like you know you're like had their phone number from before or something and you're like calling them on a Tuesday a Thursday or a Friday like hey you want to go out this weekend or something oh yeah Ooh. i did a couple of those and those were just so uncomfortable yeah cuz something you might get a cancellation or something you got and then your buddies that you're going to be doubling with cuz you're you got double dates yeah that's yeah. you got to have you got to have a double date it's not christian if it's a double date um yeah you always it i always wanted to 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 i wanted to make sure the double date was fun like the dude was oh the, yeah fun. for sure that was that was one thing you had control over you could yeah. go on double dates with the same guy for, for weeks on end there's no problem with that you know <laughs> so for those of you listening phil had his stable of women that he would take out every rotation so he's like it's it's the third saturday so i need to take out x girl. Yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry phil i know uh, that wasn't but, but yeah man you like and and like they but see from what i've i've been hearing and what you feel like they also were like in the sense of like they couldn't send those mixed signals either you know yeah um 
they had their own they had their own big signals but that was part of uh you know guys trying to figure out this landscape that's so weird um you know like i think like i don't know i remember taking out um a girl from athens mm -hmm. you know that's like a, that's another whole other pond right there Yeah. And then, uh, and I, our first date was, it was New Year's, which is a big, a huge day. Was a bit, oh gosh, the New Year's, New Year's date had to be spectacular. It was like prom. It was like prom every year. Yes, prom every year. Oh yeah. my gosh, we, Valentine's we was pretty bad too, but, but. Definitely Not, New Year's. New Year's Eve, you had to, you had to, you know, pull out all the stops. You would yeah. go to a big New Year's Eve party. Big, yeah, big, stuff. big old party. Yeah. Oh man, and if it didn't work out, you were so scared and so frustrated, and oh mm. yeah. man. <laughs> oh man. So there was a. So I took out this this one girl from from Athens. It was her first date, and uh -huh. it was her birthday. Oh geez, really? Yeah, and, I, and honestly, I don't even think I knew it was her birthday until that night. I was like, "I'm like, dude, you know how to pick it, Phil, <laughs> dude." So I'm was the... it? So it was a good date. Yeah, it was like um, had a lot of things like going for me that night. Um, uh, I had coordinated it. with like Athens dudes and some of some of my friends and uh we went to this um this nice Italian restaurant downtown uh -huh. and the guy was like with the owner or whatever or whoever was seating us was like acting like he knew me and stuff and it was like oh we got your table downstairs and it was like the this little private like wine room and Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty magical. Like I had, I had like somehow impressed, you know, at the time, and uh, um, and then you know the dancing afterwards was fun. It was at that location, um, or in Sandy Springs, I don't know if you remember that year, but it was u
a wreck because I didn't have my spiritual armor on. And, <laughs> and I was, and I was having trouble. It was like before GPS. And so I was having trouble finding the restaurant and like, I was getting frustrated. And then like, and then like, I remember this, <laughs> I remember this one instance where I didn't even remember how old I was. She was like, I remember how old. Yes. All because you didn't. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I was I was like slowly lost. It's not like you were he even... was attacking you because he knew that you were weak because you didn't so... have your quiet time that day. That's true. That was probably what oh. was happening. He like sabotaged it, and then uh, and I think that was the last time we had gone out. I, uh-huh. I think that was. I think there was, and then she started dating a, a brand new convert. Uh oh like started like he was like he had like water baptismal water on behind his ears and oh, they got man. married like quick oh geez and so that was that was that was really intense for me i was like yeah and then after that i was like i got some you know and then i got into the ponzi scheme and then uh lost a got into a good bit of debt had to declare bankruptcy and then really? uh, yeah and so the ponzi scheme was it a guy in in our church yeah it was the guy in the church was like hey we should it was a you can google it's called 12 daily pro he got me into that and uh yeah it was like make something like 12 percent on your money in 12 days or something like that so you can just keep reinvesting every 12 days mm-hmm. and so um but the max amount you could put in was six thousand dollars um but you know, so that's. So you put in the maximum amount. Um, I think I put in a couple thousand. I think it was, mm-hmm. but I'd already been had bad investments. But I was trying to set started. I tried to do a, a real estate investment company. I think at one point, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was. Um, and yes, yeah, so in twelve days, if you had put in six thousand dollars, you could have got seven hundred twenty dollars back. You know, so that you I can think... just keep keep doing that over and over again. You're just like racking up money, um, but it collapsed like like right after I'd gotten into it, started putting money uh, into it. Did the guy end up going to jail or anything? Uh, the person that started it did. Uh, her name was Cheris Johnson or something like that. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah, she went to jail. Yeah. Cheris Johnson. Yeah. She uh yeah, because she had she thought she had a good thing going until uh-huh. the SEC got a hold of her. But uh yeah. And so this was like soon after the the girl or soon yeah, after Yeah, well that was I think I think part of that was like some kind of harebrained scheme that like, you know, if it doesn't work out with those two, then like you know, I'll have a bunch of money mm-hmm. and now they'll somehow win her over. I don't know. I was, that was like my, my thoughts at the time of like, yeah. yeah. It was the dating stuff though was so intense and, and you had that, like, it's interesting that you, you bring up the feeling that like you didn't have a quiet time that yeah. year, that morning and just yeah. the, the feeling of like, I didn't do this thing in the morning. So that's why all of this is, is happening. Uh 
you know, like that, that I felt like that kind of thing plagued my, like any kind of like thought processes, you know? Yeah, it was a it was an intense uh, belief system to think like that, you know. But then it would get used against you, right? If your disciple, sure. if your discipler was be like, "Oh, well, did you have your quiet time this morning? Or did you pray? Oh, that's why." And so that's... you're just like afraid of like not doing the work. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's hard. It was, it was hard for me. Like I remember, like you would have these like wild this wild thought I would with like, if I quote unquote send that day, which usually meant something like I watched something I shouldn't have. Right. You no, know, or, or something with what we, you know, cause we talked about our purity all the time, all the time, all the time. Yeah. So, so terrible. And you know, which, but like, if you did anything like that, then whatever bad happened to you that day was because of, what you did you oh, know, yeah. the sin you committed and and there were multiple conversations with my discipler that would be like yep that's why and it just developed this like just fucked up sense of like <laughs> you know? like punishment and uh-huh. also gonna had uh, you know your view of of both god and satan yeah were, were intense like satan was this this bookie man yeah that was always out to get you but then also like god was also kind of wrathful in his own way or or at least um like you know like the job scenario where he he allowed job to go through all the the shit that he went through you know um you know whatever that is just like being able to stand back and be like yeah you can you can punish him as much as you want, you know, and are really in this family. They got the brunt of it. <laughs> like the, the children, except the wife, the wife stuck around in order to, to say that he should just kill himself. God. But, yeah. I can't imagine. But just, yeah, it's like, so like, yeah, God made you forget how old you were <laughs> on that date. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I felt so stupid. I'm like, what? how old am I? You know, because I mean, I guess I had gotten back to like things were going okay. You know, yeah, you found yeah. the restaurant, I guess. <laughs> yeah, found the restaurant. Yeah, that <laughs> was that was tough to like. I, I I've taken out gr- girls in Athens, and you drive all the way out there, and you know, and it was tough. Yeah, I ended up dating a girl that went to Athens. That she went to college out there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, even in this, the sense of pressure with dating is always tough, you know, wanting it to go right, wanting it to everything to go perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 The whole situation was just like, and, and, no, and no one helping you out either. It was like, yeah. mm-hmm. it was like, if you just work on your spirituality, you'll be able to date whoever you want whatever you know uh-huh and it's like no that's not that's not uh factual actually <laughs> such flaw it's kind of like flawed logic oh all i flawed need to do logic. is like yeah. have my quiet times and then i'm gonna i'll get a girlfriend yeah i'm gonna have quiet times and i'm gonna get all the money i want yeah you know? sort of 
Yeah, like, yeah. you know, the money will come in and you'll have whatever life, you know, you want. So the moral of the story is have your quiet time every morning, Phil. <laughs> That's the moral of the story, folks, is uh, yeah. if you have your quiet times every morning, life uh-huh. will will put in your lap. Just, Just put it all in your lap. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so you you quit going in Utah. What was it like? What was it like after you left? Like, how was it like making sense of things? Like, what'd you do with yeah. all the time you had now? Because I mean, we had no time in yeah. this church. A lot of video games. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. My my buddies were like big into uh to video games, and so that was probably. I don't know what we were playing at the time, but it was probably something stupid like World of Warcraft or uh-huh. I don't think I don't think League of Legends wasn't out yet, or at least we weren't into it yet. And then um but yeah, it was stuff like that. Just uh um and then trying to go on dates out there, you know, is uh you know, with people outside the church. And so uh-huh. you're like trying to figure out that whole you know what are the rules you know oh, and God. yeah mm-hmm. dude that was that was rough that was really rough oh yeah it was like it was like a wild west man <laughs> oh it was the wild west you didn't have to and you didn't have to do any of these things but you're like yeah. don't it's almost like you didn't know what to do with your hands <laughs> like what do i you know you're just sitting here like how do i what do i say what do i yeah. do i don't you know and yeah <laughs> it was weird for me the first couple of dates after yeah after church those because you just don't do it's like some of the things i mean people like you know you're, you're calling and you know making sure you're keeping them informed of what's going to happen they kind of know what's going on but yeah yeah there's definitely some things that you learned that so you're not a complete novice you know yeah mm-hmm. um but at the same time, there's definitely like some uh, some cues that you might be missing or expectations that you might have mm-hmm. because, you know, you're told that like any woman outside the church is just a, a you know, a succubus or something. Oh, like yeah. That. She's you, know, gonna... you know, and it's like, that's not yeah. that's not necessarily the case, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, despite whatever your desires are you know you're not gonna go on this single date and then she's gonna you know jump on you you yeah and it's gonna be you're gonna be in an alleyway you know doing drugs off each other and having wild insert whatever pornographic thing you need to say you know no that's (laughs) that's probably not gonna happen you're probably just gonna go on a date and it's gonna be fine you know yeah 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 Or for us, you know, we were protecting the women from our, our sisters from from the dudes the, are like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Which, did you ever find it, it did, did you ever find it weird always calling them your sister? Yeah, that was kind of um kind of a bit strange. <laughs> yeah. But I think at some point it just becomes the norm, you know. Just the lingo. Mm-hmm. The lingo, yeah. What yeah, well, yeah, there's like the sister sharp. Um, that word I can't stand. Bro, you're sharp. That's sharp. That's a sharp person over there. Oh yeah, like Remember that one. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, if you're not, yeah, if you're not sharp, man, yeah. sharp, sharp clothes, sharp, yeah, sharp what haircut. About, what about sold out? Sold out. Oh, yeah. you gotta be sold out, bro. You gotta be sold out. Yeah, it's a s a s o u l e d sold, yes. sold, <laughs> sold out. Um. But what was it like, sort of like with your, with like whatever? I mean, was it like, like what was God like after you left, like Christianity? What was that like for you? I mean, was it like, a, was there a lot of anger towards it? Did you just kind of like leave it? Um. Well, I mean, I had, I had kind of like an awakening moment. Mm -hmm. um and that was kind of really kind of what opened my eyes was just like you know like you know people have to um make whatever decisions they're going to make in their lives you know like you know like for example the guy that i baptized before i left like that was the decision he was wanting to make whatever like his you know, his, his life had led him to that point and, you know, had played some kind of part in that, you know, but it was, uh, he was a long convert too. It took, it took him a long time to even want to, want to convert. So it wasn't like he was just like knocking the studies out and then getting baptized in a couple of weeks or something. Like he had, he had thought this through and, and I think he had liked the community and, um, that sort of thing there's there's something to be said about that you know um a lot of people don't have a sense of community um in, in this day and age and yeah um and and so i i didn't feel the need to like try to do the burn it down scenario where you know i try to you know give them bad press or or whatever you know i just uh you know i felt like people were going to do what they're going to do and they're and you know people try to live the best you know happiest lives that they can um and you know sometimes that's what people need is some kind of structure like that and i don't i don't know uh definitely some people really benefited from it um uh but i think well, there's a there's a large group of people that may have been in there too that that it was definitely not the best for um as far you know as far as like their life direction and and how their talents could be used and and that sort of thing um but see yeah, i had a had a lot of soul searching that i had to do while i was in utah and uh um you know some of that was like you know marijuana and whatever you know and just figuring life out and um um you know, I used to be really big, really into it, you know, nowadays I don't, I'm not, this it, it treats me yeah. differently these days. I get very mm -hmm. anxious and uncomfortable. Um, but before I, we'd had like the weed Olympics in Utah and it was like <laughs> the weed Olympics. Yeah. The weed Olympics. And, uh, we had all these different pipes around the, the room and then you just went, had to go from pipe to pipe. And, and if you're left standing, you're, <laughs> you're out you, you're you're if you're left standing you're you're 
you won or whatever, you know. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. But if you get starfished, you know, on, mm -hmm. on the ground asleep, then you failed. You're um, but yes, yeah, so I had those. I bet you saw God in some of those Olympics. <laughs> you know, you experienced something. <laughs> you know, I went to um I went to a group meditation at like a local uh crystal selling shop. And yeah. uh I was, you know, I liked meditation, you know, and I was always wondering what group meditation was like. And dude, it was some of the most profound spiritual experiences I'd ever had. It was like some of it was like felt like out of body experiences, like um, and then just even the feeling through the body was very intense. It was like, you know, because I went and just kind of like hey this sounds like a, a fun time you know you know maybe maybe i can gain some some mm -hmm. peace or whatever or tranquility and and it was just very it was a, a lot more powerful than i thought it was going to be um but and then you know i had, had other experiences other um shamanic like native american style teachings and things like that i was kind of done did a lot of exploring to see what other spiritual systems had to offer you know mm -hmm. and um and i think from there i'd i'd become a lot more grounded as a individual than that mm -hmm. i'd been in the church um and i'd i'd felt like uh fear and shame and guilt were a lot more present in that church culture than there should have been yeah if it was a a true church of god like mm -hmm. i don't think fear shame and guilt should be something that you're just feeling all the time you know and it's not even like stuff where you're sinning you know you know I think there was there's one of the authors I used to read a lot of the books from uh, authors from the church, and uh, uh, one of the guys is his book was was like Guilty Souls Guide to Grace or something like that, and uh, and I've related a lot to it, um, and it was it was pretty helpful, but it, but in the end it was just like that culture of, of guilt was still very prominent um and so that's kind of like one of the things where i realized that true i think true spirituality helps you get rid of those things you mm -hmm. know as far as like uh, and helps you to experience more of the love and uh even oneness with with others um that were a part of a a grand game really that this is this life is supposed to be meant to be enjoyed you know it's, it's supposed to be experienced and supposed to be um uh a place of yeah there's some there's some learning but i think it's more of a i think it's more of an experience that we come here for than, than anything else and there's a way bigger conversation going on you know to try to will it down into this like one little finite way of thinking yeah for sure yeah. yeah yeah i think when you when you put stuff into a confined box like that um you, you can miss out on a lot mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think the the hardest things for me to let go of are like you're saying the shame, the guilt, because they did a really good job, you know, making sure that you're an expert in that. Essentially, Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you I mean, know, I told yeah. some, I told my therapist one day, I was like, I mean, I could teach everybody a course on guilt and shame. I'll make yeah. you be really good at that. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, so. Yeah. So you said though earlier that there's some people that needed it and then some people it like wasn't the best for them. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not the best for anybody, but like, well, like, but, but I think there's some people that may have had some kind of developmental disability uh -huh. and they had a, a culture of in a community that was mm -hmm. very supportive to them, like mm -hmm. get, get them to and from church, like, provide for whatever kind of needs they might have, you know, that sort of yeah. thing, you know. But uh, where do you think you landed with it? Do you think you needed it then? Or do you think it was like, oh, yeah. man, I'm, I don't know if I should have ever done that. Yeah, it's, dude, it's, it's a tough thing that I, uh, that I, I've, I've had to, I've had to wrestle with, you know, because it's mm -hmm. like, you know, you, you think about the benefits of things like, you know, was I taught leadership and stuff? Yeah, I was taught leadership and was that, you know, uh, some discipline, you know, had, had, you know, there's like these transitional skills that you learn. Um, but like other things, you're just left in the dark, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, which is, so for me, I think like ultimately, I'm not sure if I would have had a better, better life, especially in my twenties, if mm -hmm. I, if, you know, that guy hadn't invited me out to a, a Bible discussion, cause that, that, uh, group wasn't out there very long. Um, no. cause he, uh, and the, and everybody else had, had officially transferred out. Um, and so there was just a small group. So the likelihood of me even being met out there was very small. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think about stuff like that, like, um, you know, what, what would my life would have been like, it, you know, and, but, but, you know, it, it's made me who I am today and I can't, uh, I can't uh, separate myself from that, you know, um, and I, you know, and I like who I am today. I feel like mm -hmm. I'm a lot more, um, balanced of a, of a man than, and I would have been otherwise, um, you know, I feel like I see the world very differently than a lot of people. And, yeah. um, some of that gives me a lot of peace. Mm -hmm. Um, some of that, uh, gives me a lot of, uh, mental fortitude, you know, it's, um, you know, I was feeling something earlier, you know, about like, you know, my wife's you know, pregnant and, you know, I've got this new job and, you know, all this, all this pressure kind of that self-imposed pressure, you know, but some of it was just like, you know, man, what if I died and then, you know, like leaving this baby without a dad, all this stuff. And you just start thinking stuff like that. It's just like, you know, what would I've done in the church at that time? And while I was afraid, you know, just, mm -hmm. you know, I grant me wisdom or that sort of thing. And, and, 
And, you know, and, that, and, and I, was, I was kind of reflecting on that too. I'm like, you know, you know, what, because there is, there is some kind of power in prayer. Um, maybe they've, they've studied it as far as like brain waves and that sort of thing. As far as there's a really awesome book called uh, the power of eight. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you, have you heard about I've it? I've heard of the book. I haven't read it though, but it's uh that lady, she was, um, she, she wasn't religious or anything. She was just doing these study. Um, and then, and they did just miracles, like legit miracles, um, with having thousands of people over the internet, like focus on a particular thing. And, uh, I mean, they did some amazing things. And so some of that is like, is group think like having someone, having many people think about the same thing and, or just even having your own mind focusing on, you know, whether it's placebo effect or like harnessing your own energy and stuff like that. But, um, but, I, but initially I was just like, you know, I, I just need to just chill out, you know, a little bit. So some of it was just like coming home and just, just like get, get gathering my breath, you know, and then uh, taking a cold shower, you know, it gets the heart rate down you know, some very simple things that I think in the church I could have prayed and not felt any resolution, you know, it's been like, well, God didn't hear my prayer or, you know, it was because I didn't have my quiet time that he, he's not, he's upset with me or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and so there's a lot of that sort of thing. That's, I think for, it just feels like the, 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 the number of people that just had this awesome relationship with God, you know, where they honestly felt like that, I think was pretty far and few between. It was like, I don't know, what do you, what do you think about that? Like, I mean, as far as the number of people that were just had the, the peace without any of that guilt and stuff. I mean, I think some people, like you say, need to hear it a certain way. Yeah. I think a lot of people need structure when it comes to like faith, spirituality, God, what does it all mean? Yeah. Um, you know, especially if you're, if you're an adult, because if you're an adult, I mean, to just try to sort of like start to figure all this out. I mean, this is such a big topic and it can be very, it's, it's a hard thing to tackle. Yeah. And so people, for a lot of people want it easy. A lot of people want it easy. They want to get a simple solution. Like if you do A and B, you're going to get C. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, okay. And then that could make sense for everything in the world. And if things come up that are weird, it gives them sort of this, oh, well, they're not doing B. That, that makes sense. Or I need to do A or I need to do this. And it just mm. it just simplifies everything. And there's a piece from that. Um, but I also think some people just ignore the guilt and shame. You know, they'll, they'll think it's, it's, it's either it's a, it's, it's, it might be a trick. You know, you'll hear this with people like it's Satan trying to trick you, hmm. you know, or they'll double down. And then that leads to them double downing on whatever it is that they're taught. Um, and it, but it is also like, you think about like the sense of a community, people want to feel like they belong to something and hmm. if they belong to it, if it, whatever it is, it, it gives them a sense of like, they're not alone. Mm, yeah. So like, I never really fault pe. I can't fault people that are in it. I can't fault people that have, have been a part of it because yeah. for it, because really, I mean, it's just, it's just, it 
most of it comes from people just trying to feel a part of something, do the best that they can with what they got. I think the problem for me comes from when people know that people do that and then they start manipulating over it, you know, and, and then they start throwing the shame and guilt and they start using that, using those people because of that. I think that's, that's where it's, it, it gets really, it just angers me a lot because it, you know, that's where it's, it's the, you know, it's the sick people. It's, it's just hard. It's, it's hard to forgive people for that, you know? And I think that's where yeah. my anger still comes is from some of the leadership and, and, and using, using our hearts and our like souls for, for some kind of stat or a purpose or to keep us in line, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, the sad thing is that like sociopaths and narcissists can exist in a system like that undetected. Oh yeah. hundred percent. They're, they're celebrated for it essentially. Yeah. Like you said, like you said a while, a little bit ago, I mean, they would, they would be getting people in the, uh, baptizing people and then they're in the leadership roles and then they're getting the the pretty girlfriend and then it starts to be nice and then you start to think well i need to be like that person yeah i need to be like them like they seem like they have it all and and um and it yeah. and what's and it's just it's like um i was thinking about this when you were talking earlier about you like the meditation and, and the other things that you do like the cold showers the breath work stuff it's like you have all of these tools to help where like we were given one tool, you know, yeah. do this one thing. This is the answer. Yeah. And you know, if you only have a hammer, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're just going to just hammer everything. Yeah. And it, it's going to be great until you need to screw something in, you know, and it's not going to, it's not going to work. Hmm. You know? And then, and there's some people that I think, and for me, like I only had what I was taught, you know, same thing with you. I mean, we, we were only, we could only use what we were taught. And then it's really hard when what we're trying to do isn't working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know. Did you feel stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, um, I remember, I remember, when, <laughs> I remember when I was the, I remember when I was living in Orlando and, I've gotten my uh, heart broken yet again. Uh, like I, I was really interested into this in this other this other chick, and um, she's this this guy came back to church. He had left, uh -huh. and he comes back. He's like, you know, I want to be a Christian again, and and then uh, and then the girl I was interested in started dating him. And then they both left the church. Oh, geez. And then, so I was just like, so, you know, I, I, you know, I was trying to be spiritual and all this stuff. And, and I just remember crying out in prayer that night, you know, that I find all of that stuff out. I was just like, you know, how many more times do I got to get my heart broken, you know, until I find, you know, the one I'm supposed to be with, you know, <laughs> how long is this? Yeah. How long is this going to take? You know, like I don't, I don't know if I've got that much more of my heart left. You know that, and uh, it was just, it was still many, many more heartbreaks before that. But 
Um, but I just, yeah, but it, it was very confusing to me. I'm like, but at the same time, you know, there's, there's free will, you know, it's not like God can like force someone to like you or, or whatever, you know, which essentially is what you're praying for. Yeah. You're praying that someone, you know, likes you or, or whatever. It's like, you know, you're essentially like casting spells and that's, that's essentially what you're doing too. When you're praying for someone to become a Christian, like you're wanting them to like come to this life decision and your prayer somehow manipulates them or puts obstacles in their way so they can see the light. Like I remember praying for my sister and she had, I mean, she had a rough week one week. It was like she had fallen out of the treehouse uh that we grew up in and she's like she's a grown woman she's up in the tree and fell through the floor and <laughs> hit her head like on this fence that was around the, the tree house and she is like getting this uh going you know had the ambulance come check her out and then she had like choked on some lettuce the same ambulance guys came out and then like oh geez and then uh and then and i think she got shingles or something that week too and it was like and to me, I'm like, wow, this is this prayer is really working. Maybe this is going to help her to become a Christian, you know. And it's like, you know, and you just kind of left wondering, like, you know, if your if your prayers are doing something like that, is like, if that's true, then like that's not good. You know, that's not. Yeah, it gives you this weird feeling. Like, I mean, is this really something I need? Is do I really need to be doing this? But it's pretty. But it, honestly, it was probably purely coincidental. But at, but at, from a Christian's point of view, you're thinking like, "Wow, God's really trying to show her, you know, to oh she, yeah, mm -hmm. she needs to to come to to the light or whatever." And uh, yeah, it's 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 just it's just wild. It's like you have the you live in this magical world, um, and not not that we don't live in a magical world, but we it's it's yeah you live in a very different kind of world than than the rest of it. society does and uh and the church celebrates that you know that's the yeah i was thinking about when you were talking about praying for like how many times more times is my heart gonna get broken and i you know you, i think for me i would get this sense of like what am i doing wrong god yeah you what know? am i doing wrong here but not so much because like it's normal for people to feel what you're feeling right like yeah, yeah. It, your heart's getting broken but there was there it had to do with like salvation you know and like how you were viewed to god that added to this that just made it feel so much heavier right like no it's, mm -hmm. of course i'm not if if i'm not getting this girlfriend it's because i'm not doing well spiritually and god's not god knows i'm not ready for it yet you know, I would yeah. think that. Sometime. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, and you're just like, it's just itself. <laughs> I mean, even, even to get her, even if, even if she likes you and you like her, uh -huh. they have to, there's still this conversation between like the disciples above you yeah, and her and they have to make sure they're, you know, are, are they both ready for this relationship? And it's because has... ultimately the love isn't really what you're after. You're trying to get to heaven and help this girl get to heaven. If you guys can like have a decent relationship and, and yeah. love each other, I mean, that's just bonus. Extra. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's bonus. Yeah. Um, if you if you're single the rest of your life, but you get to heaven, then then you should be happy with that. 
Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, yeah. So. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're. It's it just. It's just funny to like talk about this stuff and to like. You know, you, it, it's nice because you share this with some people and they just don't, they're like, what, what, you yeah. know, they don't get it. But well, I think it sounds like you're in a pretty positive place. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, that's one of the things they also tell you is that you leave the church, your life's going to just turn to shit and, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to, you're going to be a drug addict or, or I don't know. I mean, they just like paint a huge nasty picture of what life yeah. is like and it's like it's not like that you know like you know that has more to do with you know where are you where are you mentally grounded and and i think i i think therapy's great too i um mm-hmm. man i would you know i've i've had some of my own therapy but i wouldn't mind like you know talking stuff some of this stuff through with a you know a psychologist and stuff and it's like it's it's yeah. saved it's saved me from so many things. Yeah, I probably I probably mention this in every episode, even if it's not about this, about the power of therapy. Yeah, to talk. I mean, I've been in it for ten years. Yeah, and it's it's funny. I'll share this because it, it kind of talks what we're talking about with New Year's Eve. Like I realized I had a really big problem when I was going on a date with my now wife, and it was New Year's Eve, and things weren't going like how I wanted him to go. And I was having like a low key, like I wasn't like a panic attack, but I was literally like losing my shit in the car. And my wife, she was like, what, what is wrong? Yeah. And I like, couldn't figure it out. And then I had this like epiphany and I was like, Oh my God, like this is from church. And she's like, what? And I, I, I got to talk to her and she was just like, Oh my God, like this, what? Did you have a quiet time that morning? And <laughs> I didn't have a quiet time. That's why. <laughs> That's why, dude. But I was telling her how, like, I had it was just this pressure for everything to go right. Cause if it yeah. didn't, and she was like, what? I'm not, you know, it's not like she was going to leave yeah. or like anything like that. But that's when I realized, okay, like, I need to, we need to be talking about, I need to be talking about this with people. Yeah. So, because I mean, it, it in a sense, we were programmed. I mean, in a, in a way. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. for sure. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you can't really, you can't really fault yourself. You know, I mean, I think one of the phrases that has helped me, like we made the best decisions we could with the information we had at the time. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, Beautiful statement. Mm-hmm. and you can't, and we can't, you can't fault our younger selves for that, you know, like, you know, and it's like, um, all, all, you know, all we can do is try to live the, the best lives we, we have now. And it's like, I don't know, like I was talking to somebody and they were, they were talking about their parent and their parent was having, having trouble with coming to the grips with death, you know, cause they're, you know, whatever age and they don't believe in heaven or anything. And, and, um, I was like, man, that's. You know, that's tough, but you know, it's like maybe let that belief allow you to make the best of every day. Because mm-hmm. if this is all you got, this is all you got, you know. And um, but sometimes people don't don't think that way, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's and it's a shame, and you know. But you know, it's, it's 
But it's crazy that like your spiritual beliefs and outlooks, it, it can shape your whole reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, I'm glad you, uh, got out out to hear the story about what, what was your, your wake up moment at some point. I mean, um, I'm sure you shared it already on the podcast, but no, it was, it was long. It, was it wasn't one thing. There wasn't this one like epiphany. Okay. It was little bits here and there, you know, because I did some of the things that, you know, you, you mentioned like, you know, you get to it, you get in your campus ministry, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's, you start to, you start to get older. And for me, I mean, it took me 13 years to graduate college. So like at one point I could have been like 28 around a bunch of like 19, 20 year olds. And it's just weird. Yeah. But you didn't want to go to the singles because like, you know, you think about these groups and like that sort of like you're in the singles ministry. It just felt like. Well, if I, it was like you're the failed. rejects yeah. of the campus ministry. You yeah. Know, people that couldn't find uh, love and campus. And so you're the leftovers. And... Yeah, I think it started to change a little bit with like people were like young professionals and, and at one point, but I circumvented some of it and went and I became a teen, like I s served in the teen ministry. Oh yeah, I remember that. No, I remember that. That was that was a that was a very good circumvention there. Yeah. Um and so I did that and then um but it was just little bits of like, I don't know. I mean, this was all I knew. So I just kind of like found ways to stay in it, but not in it until I just couldn't take it anymore. Hmm. And I knew I needed, I needed to break free. So there hmm. were just little, little decisions over the course of like seven or eight years. Okay. What, so, was, your, what was your last year? My last year was with my parents' church. I stayed there and just kind of like, it was a very free church to be a part of because they, I, I never felt like I had to, I had to like, there wasn't the pressure hmm. um, with this church. This, th this group of people specifically like, didn't like how things had gone and they wanted it to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that last couple of years, I mean, I had my, like I had my heart broken, like my relationship failed. I was dating a girl and the heartbreak sort of helped. It's weird how like heartbreaks and like hard things like that kind of open you up to like really question things. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just realized I just, I had all this, I had all this baggage, all this hurt, all these questions. And I just needed a, I needed a break. I needed to be out in the world to see if this is it. Yeah. What is and they were like, what is it? I don't even know what it is, but it's it's just too hard to be in here. Even in the safety that I felt, I was like, I need, I just, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take a walk. And so that was that was thirteen years ago. Did you have anybody like trying to get you to come back? No, not really. I, I luckily I had people in my life that I had friends that I could talk to this, and 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 you know they. Never, it never really felt like I had to be a part of the church to be friends. They got, they kind of like got where I was at. And then my parents were kind of like understood that. I mean, I think my dad and mom in this always understood that like it's my faith and my walk and my journey. And so 
they couldn't like force it on me, especially if I'm like in my late twenties, you know? So they were always a safe landing place for me. Hmm. Um, but once you start questioning things and once you start seeing, like for me, what I started, I just started reading books by like, I was like Rob Bell, Richard Rohr, Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. Uh, Ron Doss. Yeah. I've read, I've Ron read Doss too, man. Yeah. I have grist for the mill. That's a good Yeah. book. Uh, Paths to God is a good one, you know, and I just started exploring just things. And then you just start to see that there's a big, a big, big thing out there. And like your, your faith can be whatever it is and it can be as big or as small as you want it to be, but it's usually just up to you, you know? And I don't know. I, you know, we could talk. hours and hours and hours upon views of church and what they're doing. But I just felt like, like I, you said it before, I was only given a hammer and I needed, you know, we need way more tools than that for this life. And, and I, I know the one thing I don't want to do is to sit here and say that I have all the answers and that you need to listen to everything I'm saying, because that's a very toxic way of looking at life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it only takes a certain number of years before you figure out that you don't have all the answers, you know, Mm -hmm. Yeah. it's, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think it's very long, but, but some of the, some of the ministers in the church were pretty old and they still felt like that. So I don't know. I mean, it goes back to comfort and simple and easy, I think. And, you know, you just get used to it. I mean, I, there were plenty of times, I mean, I could have just stayed, you know, you could have made it work like you were saying, and it Yeah, would have I, been, I didn't know if I could have made it work um, and still not been in some kind of pain Yeah. Mm -hmm. for, for staying, you know, like, like knowing that there's a lot of bullshit Mm -hmm. and that I'm just like tolerating it in order to stay. I don't know if I could have, I don't, yeah, I don't think I could have. just tolerated it for the sake of tolerating it being a part of the community or, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, good on you for recognizing that when you did, you know, Yeah. less collateral damage. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing So, you got to think about too. It's like the lives you affect. huh. so what do you think? We were in a cult. I prefer to call it a, uh, a high demand religious, religious group. You found that because tell tell me how you found that because I think that's that's great. T tell I was getting, how. I was, I was the, I'm a big fan of uh, AI and stuff like that. And so uh, I was talking with Chad GPT about it. And I was, uh, and the, you know, the first question was like, hey, are you familiar with this church? And, you know, it was like, yes, blah, blah, blah. I think, I think there is even a named leadership. You know, but and then I was like, well, I'll, I was a member for 10 years and looking back, it's painful. And I feel like those 10 years were stolen from me. It's hard for me to reconcile the loss of those years. And it didn't be like, sent back like four paragraphs of like, you know, sorry to hear that. And 
Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, stuff like it's important to remember that your experience is just one part of your life story. While it may have been difficult and painful to experience, it's also an opportunity for growth and reflection. And you may have, may be able to take what you've learned uh, from your time in the movement and use it to shape a new sense of purpose and direction for yourself moving forward. And, and so was, and then that was when it was like, um, talking about finding support groups for uh, other people who have left high demand religious groups. And I was like, that kind of helped me to call it that because I just, you know, you know, we're kind of, we're more hardcore than Mormonism as far as our, uh, oh, gee. really? Or as far as, <laughs> as far as what we're, we're called, the, the lifestyle we're called to, to live. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, we were, we were cult light and some of these other, compared to some of these other groups and mm-hmm. like Scientology or I don't know about Jehovah's Witnesses. I don't know enough about them, but, um, but there's, yeah, there's a lot of groups that could have been worse, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, yeah, we were part of a, <laughs> a group that was just really hardcore, but, um, you know, I think we got off pretty good. I mean, we could have been molested, you know, there's like a mm-hmm. lot of things that other groups do to people. And, and this is like, we didn't have to deal with, you know that at least you know well probably some of us didn't i mean it's it's more than likely happened but yeah i mean I it's pretty, yeah that. true yeah i would imagine it would have been pretty uh you know the, the percentage wise very nominal as far as like compared to you know say catholicism or something like that yeah but, no yeah i see what you're saying mm-hmm. but um you know uh isolated it was more yeah. isolated, I would say. Um, but uh, but it does seem like that's a common occurrence in some of these groups. And that's pretty wild. What I mean, I'm, you were reading what you were reading from ChatGPT. I was like, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty powerful stuff right there. You know, it's only one part yeah. of your life. Yeah. The group. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, some of it, you know, how it works, you know, is it tries to predict the the most favorable outcome as far as like what it sends back to you. But uh, some of the earliest AIs would um, repeat back your question uh, or repeat back what you said in a question. Um, like, hey, you know, I'm uh, struggling with my relationship with my mother. And it says, well, why do you think you're struggling with your relationship with your mother? And then they just go into that. They're like, well, because of this, blah, blah, blah. Well, why do you think you're, you know, that is, and Jeez. then it, it keeps going back and forth and that's all this program to do and people, and then that was what the programmer was wanting it to do. And these people were having these in-depth conversations and all the computer was doing was just rephrasing their statement as a question. And uh, so this is a lot more sophisticated, obviously, but. Um, I've had times where I'm like, there's, is there some consciousness in here? But then like, yeah, it's, it's hard to say, like, but I do think that's, that's in the near future. Like you'll, you'll be able to talk with AI and will not be able to distinguish whether you're chatting with someone, another human on the yeah. other end of a computer versus, uh, just another, another program. 
And is that just another cult on its way? It could, it could, it could be, you know, eventually it's a possibility. Like I think there's one cult um, centered around uh, a lobster because uh, lobsters could live forever if they're, someone helps molt them, you know, take their shells off. And what? so, yeah, so they want to have a lobster get really huge and that be their god. And so, so they have a lobster religion where they're going to have like this giant lobster that they continue to take the shell off of so it can continue to grow. And Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny to think that that's crazy? <laughs> but but we're the only way isn't crazy. That's not crazy. Everybody else is going to hell but us. Yeah. You know, and, you know, <laughs> and, and then think, and then walking around campus and looking at everybody, like, man, everybody here is going to hell. Yeah. Like, and the what? pressure that puts on you is that's uh, not crazy, but that's not crazy. But helping a lobster live forever is crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be like their church mascot, essentially. I'm going to look yeah. it up and put it in the show notes. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Phil, thank you for sharing your story. Um from you know, everything you went through, being vulnerable enough to let me put it out to people. Yeah. So yeah. It's it's a good story. I'm glad to where you've landed, you know. And um so yeah, I think uh we all learn from our stories. Everybody has stories that helps us feel less alone. So you were a part of that. And that's a cool thing, man. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys for listening. And, um, you know, if you were a member of the ICOC or you're still a member or you're part of the ICC or one of the other ones that he's that Kip started and you want to share your story, you can reach out to me through the uh, Balance Mail Instagram, which is just the Balance Mail podcast or you can email me at balancedmailpcast at gmail.com. So, yeah, thanks for coming on, Phil. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and until next time, guys, we will see you soon. And.